What's up, everyone? Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashawn, here with... Bella. Josh. And Lacey. What up? What's up? How my family doing? Doing all right, doing all right. Doing good. Did you guys get some Valentines over the weekend? We high fived so... a couple times, Josh and I. Hell yeah! In passing. Ah. <laughs> In passing. So romantical. What do you What do you do when you've been together almost ten years and it's Valentine's Day and you've spent the last full calendar year in the same building? Every day is a... Valentine's Day for y'all. Aww. Sure, something like that. Okay, Aww. be a little nice. Good lord. I said sure. That's yes and Josh speak. Like, yeah. Yes. What about y'all? What'd you guys do for Valentine's Day? I, I live with two beautiful ladies. Aww. So I, I got them to uh, each a single rose. So and I said, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Ate some chocolates a little too much. What have you guys been watching? Well, Judas and the Black Messiah just came out, so we had to watch that immediately. Mm-hmm. So heavy, man. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think the performances are transcendent of the movie itself. Daniel Kaluuya deserves a lot of supporting actor cred, if not a lot of wins. Overall, I think it's incredible. Watch it when you're having an emotional good day. <laughs> yeah. Black folks, if you're watching this, just um, protect yourself before you watch it. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. It is a heavy, heavy film. White folks, if you watch it, don't protect yourself. You deserve to feel every bad feeling you have when you watch this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is my only thing I'll probably say about it. I'm, a two-hour major Hollywood production is not large enough to hold who and what Fred Hampton is. Mm-hmm. The movie is fantastic and and like brilliantly made, I think. And there are some amazing performances, I agree. But I think I said this to you guys after I watched it. I would be very interested to know what Fred Hampton would think of a film about him. And yeah, watch it and form your own opinion. Because that's it's, mine. It's one of those enraging movies where the American public school system went out of their way to not mention Fred Hampton. And mm. at, when the movie is finished, you're angry that you didn't... You, being the royal you, a.k.a. white people, <laughs> you get angry that you weren't taught about him more. And you, knowing the full story, this is the first time I heard the full story. And it's yeah. infuriating that it has to come like this. There's a, a film called The Murder of Fred Hampton that I would recommend people check out as well as a companion piece to this. Is it a scripted or a documentary? It's a doc, which is always. I'm not a documentary person. I'd I was gonna much say. Rather just, I, I would rather just read it. Yeah, Lacey's the doc, the doc guy, doc lady. What? Doc, doc guy. <laughs> I like I, doc guy. Doc guy. Dude, <laughs> here I we, am. We watched Judas and the Black Messiah and Framing Britney Spears within 24 hours of each other. Good God! How's After, your heart? Like, one of the longest couple of weeks like I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I have just been exhausted for the past 48 hours. Just <laughs> spent. Um, the Britney yeah. doc is also like very, 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 very well done. It's really interesting to watch it now post the Me Too movement. And, you know, we're in kind of a feminist renaissance. Women are really standing their ground and like allowing themselves to own their power watching that documentary that's what Brittany was trying to do that whole time and it was just it's just really sad it's just all really 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 sad Uh, all of those new york times mini docs on hulu are phenomenal if you if you're a doc man or lady fall down that rabbit hole there's seven of them now i think and they're all of them are incredible Lacey, yeah. I have a doc that I need to watch with you because Rashawn oh. said no. 
Hell no. What? What? It's the um, it's on Netflix, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. The Elisa Lamb documentary. Yes. Yeah, it's the that's the victim. There's not a lot about Elisa Lamb that Lacey or I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared. I know the story, and just the picture like came up. I think it was like the night that they like put it on Netflix, and I was like sitting at my vanity, and it just like came up in the, the mirror. elevator picture. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. I am that bitch that is so intrigued, but I want to watch it. Rashawn said no, even though he's Mr. Horror over here. I um, told her I like my horror fictional. <laughs> Dude, she'll be right over to watch it with y'all. Lacey and I have taken road trips to Portland to see her family and to Minnesota to see mine. We'll find eight episode podcasts on one specific case like Eliza Lamb and Listen to the whole thing. Just eight hours in. Just spooked the whole drive. <laughs> just the whole time. Montana spooked. <laughs> Iowa spooked. <laughs> Texas spooked. <laughs> I will be in the middle of y'all. Just get ready. Let's let's set up like a Zoom date. We can have like a little watch party through Zoom together. I would love that. I'm down. So after Judas, which is uh, I think essential viewing, I had to switch gears a little bit. Mel got home, and I said, fuck it, I'm going for it. $20 rental, I don't care. And we watched Barb and Star. <gasps> oh, shit. To Del Mar. Oh, how is it? Please tell me it's everything I want it to be. And more. It is the weirdest fucking thing It looks ever. so fucking weird, dude. And I ate it up. I ate ah! it up. movie was tailor-made for Rashawn. Absolutely. There is this. There's one joke about ten or fifteen minutes in. I I won't say anything about it, but that joke is your litmus test. If you laugh, you're gonna have a great time. If you it, that joke passes and you're like, what the hell? Just turn it off. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry if you paid money perfect. for it. Just turn it off because you're not gonna have a great time. You guys will love it. I already know. Think there's just also the joy in watching it with Rashawn and. <laughs> watching him laugh at these jokes like i laughed but this dude was like losing his mind like at one point he was like i cannot breathe <laughs> like it's so silly what was it's the last so movie silly. to make you laugh that hard uh good boys mm-hmm. oh shit Fine. good boys we were in the theater just i i could i was bent over i couldn't i couldn't breathe <laughs> but yeah highly rec- this is completely different and just we like I said, weird as fuck, but I recommend it so hard. Bet. Maybe once it's not twenty dollars. Right. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see. Yeah, treat yourself. But uh, what are we fighting about today, Rashawn? Yes, I watched the Steve McQueen feature film, Widows. What has happened in the world that normal now passes as excellence? When did we lower our standards? We are living in an environment where people are blind. What you don't see, you don't know. Out of sight, out of mind. Husbands aren't coming back. We're on our own. They stole a lot of money. And now people want it from us. Now the best thing we have going for us is being who we are. Why? Because no one thinks we have the balls to pull this off. So Widows is a 2018 crime thriller. Directed by the phenomenal Steve McQueen. It stars one of the best ensembles I Dude. think <laughs> in recent memory. Do it all mm. in one breath. Okay. Headlined by and starring Viola Davis, Elizabeth Debicki, Michelle Rodriguez, Liam Neeson, Daniel Kaluuya, Cynthia Erivo, Colin Farrell, Robert Duvall, Brian Tyree Henry, Carrie Coon, Jackie Weaver, John Bernthal, Lucas Haas, Garrett Dillahunt, Matt Walsh, Adapero, Odier, and the list goes on and on and on and on. 
I am so furious because Widows was paid dust in 2018. To this day, I am filled with the fury of a thousand suns because I think this movie is absolutely incredible. The trailers were awesome, but they advertised a movie that I don't think Widows is mm-hmm. in the same way that The Witch advertised oh the movie that The Witch is not. Man, the witch. Keep it down. I don't care. Y'all know. I'm, I am the host this week. <laughs> But people saw that and they thought maybe that they were going to see the hardcore Ocean's 8 action-packed with Viola Davis at the helm. And they came in and they got something that was a lot more dense and it has weight and substance. And I don't think people really knew how to process what they got. They got like a two-hour character ensemble study. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of looking for action and, and a heist that doesn't mm-hmm. really happen until the third act. I adore this movie. I'm not hesitating to say that I think it's a masterpiece. Let's fight. Rashawn. What's up? I had never even heard of this movie before we suggested See? it. Fury of I had never even heard of it. When you Fury. recommended it in the chat, I was like, does he mean Black Widow? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I... Loved every fucking second of this movie. It's got the big three in what I look for in a movie. It's got political intrigue. It's got a heist. And it's got Colin Farrell. (laughs) 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 Legit. I had no idea. We didn't watch a trailer. I just looked up the synopsis on IMDb when you recommended it. And I saw the cast and we watched it. It's It's dense. It's a little long. But this is one of my favorite movies we've ever done on the podcast that I haven't hosted. (laughs) I fucking loved this movie, top to bottom. And I screamed when Matt Walsh showed up. (laughs) (laughs) For one scene in the car. That's it. I'm. I'm. That was my official statement of me stepping over the line to side with Rashawn. So whoever else wants yeah, to talk, yeah, I talk. think that silence was us just taking that in. Yeah, there's a glitch in the matrix. Right. You two have ever agreed ever. I don't think it's so. dangerous now. It's <laughs> dangerous now. Lacey. Okay, I really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't remember the last time I saw a cast this stacked like it is a powerhouse ensemble down to John Bernthal being in it for maybe two minutes of the movie like maybe yeah the writing is gorgeous I mean you have Steve McQueen and Gillian Flynn working together that's like (laughs) wrap it up in a nice little bow for me there were parts that I didn't need there were a few payoffs that I didn't quite feel we always see and I thought it was a little long, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I'll take that, Lacey. I'm not happy about it, but I'll take it. Listen, you have Josh. I have to like poke holes somewhere. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Someone has to be the antagonist here. Okay. All right, Carmela. Uh, what? Hold on. <laughs> okay, so when we watched this in the theater, I walked out of there very unhappy. I didn't like it and I wish I could remember the problems I had with it because last night when we watched it, I fucking loved it. (laughs) And I think I fell into that category of watching the trailer and we had that AMC pass. So we saw that trailer. I don't know how many times that it just kind of stuck in my head. So when I actually saw the film, it was, nothing like the trailer i guess I, my expectations weren't the same mm-hmm. and so because of that it was just like a completely different movie which is strange to say because i'm not an action hoe i don't like action movies i like exactly what this movie does it's a lot of mostly like i would say drama a lot of story and then the action comes in at the very end and you're like oh yes a little pretty red bow at the end and we good mm-hmm. but in the trailer it made it seem like guns fighting, women yeah. doing badass shit the whole entire movie that I was like, yes, give me that. And then we we don't get that movie. But that's fine. I love what this movie is actually doing. And I think it's 
a lot better this way than just having I love seeing badass chicks doing badass things but I think sometimes that kind of gets watered down versus what this is this kind of has weight to it like you said yeah I didn't speak to Carmela for a few hours after we it's walked true. out of the movie that's <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs> she just turned to me and she's like, I didn't really like that. And I said, I'll be in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Two poke holes in it, though, because not even poking holes. Okay. I don't like that everyone kissed the same way. Every couple, <laughs> the man grabs the base of the skull and then it's <laughs> tongue first. Every couple kissed that way. At first, when it was just Liam Neeson's crew that did it, I was like, okay they're all like drawing parallels but like then the then the widower and michelle rodriguez do it and elizabeth debicki's new boo thing and her do it they all kiss the same way it's a little too much for me fam why is that (laughs) the opening shot of just like this very intense tonguing it's super intimate yeah was very jarring it was jarring it took (laughs) me a second very jarring (laughs) yeah and then out of nowhere, you just get a gunfight, you know, right. I liked it once the gunfight kicked in. I liked the <laughs> absolute opposition. No, like I liked when it started with that kissing, it was jarring. But then w- the gunfight made it clear that it was intentionally jarring in one direction to give you whiplash to pull you in the other direction. Right. Yeah. I, th- I think every man in this movie doesn't ask permission. Right. And I think that's like a really not subtle because their tongues are just out of fucking control. (laughs) It's all, this movie's all tongue. (laughs) All tongue, no lip. (laughs) But I think they just, they treat all the women like, yeah, just, yeah, fucking kiss me. And, and it's, disgusting like it's gross but i mean that might and that could feel pretty intentional except the one time it didn't feel earned was with michelle rodriguez that seemed a little rushed and i i understand what what steve mcqueen was going for in that scene in terms of michelle's grief and and over and dealing with loss and overcome with emotion and panic and yada 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 and her necessity for some sort of intimacy it didn't land as well. If if I had to pick one part I didn't like, it'd be probably that scene. Because when I first watched it, I thought, oh, okay, she's doing this because she fucked up the plan and she's kind of like, okay, let me just kiss him and he'll forget about everything. But then when I was watching it this time, I was like, uh, that didn't quite pay off. I don't really mm-hmm. know. I kind of almost wanted to see her like, I know it's not this movie, but kind of like wink at us like oh i got away with it spike the camera no not like actually (laughs) spike the camera but in the same way that alice at the the gun auction she like goes into this whole like russian mail order bride and she just walks out like eating ice cream or whatever like she knows she did that shit i kind of wanted that same thing with michelle rodriguez in that moment where it's like yeah i panicked but I still did well, it, you know. I didn't. Well, she didn't do it, and I, right. I think she she knows she didn't do it. I don't. I don't think her reaching out to him was was a play. I don't think she was trying to seduce him. I think she kind of broke for a second, and then he was just gross. Went with it. Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit of both, at least to me, that she tried to lean into it and play him, mm-hmm. and then she got she gets caught up in her own grief, right. And it's such a messy moment, and then she f- completely fails. And I think, uh, yeah, Michelle plays that scene so well that you're just like, it- it's uncomfortable to watch intentionally, I think, because right. she thought she could do something that she's not capable of. And then everyone us- underestimates Alice, who is able to just finesse everybody in her way. Mm-hmm. Dude, Alice is swaggy in this. Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth Biggie. Yeah. She and, crushes it. And Steve McQueen just lets her tower over every I, single person. I said this to Lacey is I res because she's six three. Yeah. And I respect because she's been she's been working a lot in the last decade. Mm-hmm. I res- instantly respect a filmmaker more if they if they don't try to hide her height. Right. These tall women exist. Right. Yeah. 
Sorry, Tom Cruise. Tall women exist. <laughs> so if she's going to be 6'3", she's 6'3". Who gives a shit? Right. Same with James Gunn in Guardian 2. She was, she was covered in gold and, and taller than every goddamn body. The man from Uncle. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's just... She seems... Uh, from the outset, she seems like the weakest character just because you have that glimpse of her in abusive relationship. But... Mm-hmm. She comes. Her arc throughout the film is probably the best out of any For character. Sure. I agree because she just comes into her own completely. Yeah, and then by the end, she's she's like fully formed. She's like it's my it's my life to be disappointed with or not. And I think she, out of more more so than any other character, fully embodies that. Um, minor spoiler alert because it's a relatively new movie. Not a lot of people have seen it. Yeah. So Please. hey, if you haven't seen it, pause it. Go watch it. Go watch Come back. Widows. Watch Widows, but I'm going to get into spoiler territory now. I had a gut feeling that it was a faked death because they went so out of their way to not show any of... They were all closed caskets. I will say I, my expectations were subverted a little when it was only Liam that faked his death. I figured they all did, especially because it was John Bernthal and it was 2018, so he he was a big he was a huge name by then. There was two twists. It was a twist I was absolutely expecting, and then a twist that actually got me a little bit, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, I feel I feel like a different flick would have just had Carrie Coon join the group, mm-hmm. but she's sure. used she's used so differently in this story. Where if she, if he had just listened to her, they would have left immediately, and uh, Veronica never would have fought, found out. But he's so he's so fucking greedy. You always want more. <laughs> you always want more. Yeah, I think she plays that scene at the diner with with Viola so well because oh, you yeah. don't. In hindsight, watching it back, you're like, she knows everything. She knows he's still there, and and she's just kind of trying to casually play it off, like maybe you should just get out of here and go away. Mm-hmm. Dude, I I did not realize this was where the capital T, capital D, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya meme came from. <laughs> that scene is chilling. Dude. To the bone. Like, but oh. with with each new rotate, when the guy is freestyle or rapping in the gym, with each camera rotation, it, I, I caught myself thinking Daniel Kaluuya is going to do something. When it started, I was like, oh, he's going to kill him. Then he does another rotation. I was like, okay, he might let him go with a warning. Then it mm-hmm. did another rotation. He was like vibing with him. I was like, okay, he's gonna. they're going to be part of the crew. They're good. And then it ends. Oh, that scene is good. <laughs> I feel like that whole scene is every scene, like every scene that Daniel's in. 100%. Like, you're just like on fucking edge the whole time. Like there's nothing behind the eyes. He's just like a stone and you're like, okay. Like, especially at the um, bowling alley scene with the guy in the wheelchair. There will be blood could never. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like you feel bad for the guy that's in the fucking wheelchair. Stabbing his legs. Yeah. But he's just like fucking playing with him the whole time. He's like, oh, I can't really. It's like I can't get blood on my hands or my shoes. I just came here from some information. Period. I'm walking out. And you're like, I fucking hate this dude. (laughs) There was an interview where Daniel said that he thought he could make the scene better, but you don't see it because he punches the guy in the stomach while he's rapping. Oh. But he didn't realize how tight the shot was while the 360 was happening. Mm -hmm. And he said, I punched him in. I punched him in the stomach and I wanted a response out of him. And the response you see is emotional, but I was thinking physical and the scene turned out he's like that's what's so interesting about film is how the scene actually turned out versus my expectation of what i thought it was going to be when i hit him mm. and then eventually you know he shoots him in the head but i it i thought it was so interesting how he had this expectation and then steve mcqueen's like no i got it <laughs> <laughs> but it's still such a good scene yeah there's praise i want to lavish onto the daniel Kuya part of this movie that I don't put lightly, mm-hmm. but from jump, from the first time we see him, the amount of tension that they are able to carry with each scene that his character has, I think is equivalent to the amount of tension that each time the Joker enters 
in the Dark Knight. Like the moment he's on, he's in frame. You're like, something's gonna fucking happen. Yeah, you don't know what, but you know our protagonists are gonna be the worst for it. An ironic connection because a lot of Daniel's scenes aren't scored, but Hans Zimmer also scores this film. I think mm. amazingly mm. so. He's the man, dude. Yeah. He's so good. <laughs> but a lot of Daniel's scenes are have no score beneath them. It's just. Which it's just his eyes. Menace. Like everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. It, it really kicks in once they start planning and Cynthia Revo is running around the the My casing the joint. And then they're kind of like getting into the momentum of the heist. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, he's really low key with this movie. Someone else go because I have another scene I want to talk about, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Lisey, what would you take out? Robert Ooh. Duvall. <gasps> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I understand the necessity of that storyline. I understand the payoff of like he's murdered and that's why Colin Farrell wins, you know, the election at the end on top of everything else. I get it. I didn't need it. I didn't Crotchety need it. old racist. I- I'll, I'll, I'll second that. There's no real payoff for it other than he's the crotchety old racist who then gets shot, which is... We love to see it. <laughs> um, everything that I would pick out about this movie, they justify the choice that they made throughout. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I love the idea of a like hardcore revenge and like seeing that moment of fear in a character like Daniel Kaluuya's eyes, like when he sees he's gotten got by mm-hmm. the people. But I also think the choice of not giving us that moment and him just being totally taken out mm-hmm. is even more powerful. So, like, all of my little nitpicks are things like that. That's not how I would have made it, but it works. And they justify it and they do a really good job of it. Yeah, so. they kind of always go left when you think they're going to do something conventional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I get that it's it's very... It's not, like populist i feel like like this is not a four quadrant blockbuster about a a bank robbery or a heist Mm -hmm. no there's as much political intrigue in this movie as there is heist but then but i i don't know i wanted to see even if it was just a shot at the end of brian tyree henry some sort of closure with that storyline because we spent so much time with him like that felt a little loose to me like I would have rather spent more time with that than any time with Robert Duvall in this movie the ending okay the ending (laughs) okay let's do it I didn't get it the very end yeah why why was Alice I know why she was afraid but that whole like I kept thinking Veronica is gonna like I don't know, get, be mad? I don't know. Was it a total chance meeting? Was Veronica, like, trailing her? What? What? I don't... Well, how I took it was that it was total chance. Alice did not... I took it as Michelle Rodriguez's character delivered Alice's cut to her. I took it as after Alice recovered in the hospital, was in the hospital, she had no contact with Veronica and got her cut elsewhere. This is all just... I'm filling in holes in my head. Mm-hmm. But... Veronica's sort of reaching out because the whole that whole scene when they were practicing carrying the money with putting the the dirt oh, so was was all about how mean Veronica is and how how serious she is and how much she needed and how driven she is to get this done. For the ending to me was Veronica stepping out, being like, "It's done. I'm I'm not mean anymore. I want to. The past is the past. We're done with this. This life is over." Hi, I'm Veronica, kind of thing. I yeah. like that. I like that a lot. But that's that's kind of what I'm saying. You're filling in all those holes. We connected so much to Alice in this. Like we got to spend so much time with her that I don't know. I guess I just want a bit more cookie cutter. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want more time with her. You know, I want that. I don't think that's you wanting cookie cutter. I just think the movie is not about the four of them becoming friends. No, I don't want them to become friends. I want to see, I want, just like we saw the the hair salon owner getting the money from Cynthia. Like, I want that moment with Alice. But I want to see Alice receiving her cut. Because right. she earned it. She took a fucking bullet for it. 
you know? And instead we're seeing kind of like that moment is Viola's and Veronica's rightfully so. But I I wanted Alice to have her kind of final payoff, I guess, for me as a viewer. I think that was that maybe is a byproduct of Elizabeth Debicki's performance because she's so good and so realized and such a well-rounded character that I felt the same and I felt attached to her because she destroys it in this movie. Yeah. I want to talk about the best shot in this film. Oh, no. It's a tracking shot. This is where Carmela and I part ways. See you later, alligators. Colin Farrell finishes up a an appearance uh, for minority women. Oh, yeah. He and his assistant jump into a town car and they take a drive. And their entire conversation is not in the shot. You don't see them, but you hear them as the camera stays mounted onto the car. And we go from projects of the 18th Ward to his very, 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 very expensive townhouse on the other side of Chicago. Carmelo, why do you hate film? (laughs) (laughs) I don't. And the thing is, I think it's one of those things, like, I get it. It goes from, like you said, the projects to his really nice house, and it's only within, what, like a three to five minute conversation, and it shows, like, only a a couple blocks away, and we have these rich white people, and... You know, I I get that, but mm-hmm. I just don't like it. <laughs> I, I I wish I could tell you creatively why I just would prefer the camera being in the car. <laughs> I really I don't know. Like that's really what it is. I think it's it's not that I don't like the shot. I think the shot is cool. I don't know. I just feel like it didn't fit the movie. I feel like this these shots weren't in this movie. And then this is kind of like really artsy and... It's showy. It's Yeah, it's very That's... showy. And I'm like, okay. Like, I can jump on board with a shot like that in a different movie. But this movie didn't seem like that to me. With this shot and a lot of Steve McQueen, I think, mm-hmm. he does stuff that's showy. And I think if it's in a worse movie or done by a worse director, it sticks out bad. But I think Steve McQueen is able to land it. Take 12 Years a Slave as an example. The the take, the one take wide of... of Solomon Hanging from the tree. Solomon Hanging, thank you, I can think of his name. Mm-hmm. Of Solomon Hanging is showy, but he does, he, he sticks the landing. Like Steve McQueen goes for the quadruple barrel roll spin backflip with some of these shots, but he sticks the landing so you can't hate it. But we would have seen the progression of the the neighborhood to where Colin Farrell lived through the window inside the car too. Like we could have still gotten that imagery mm-hmm. in a while still see because that conversation was important that conversation was probably like a pinnacle moment for that character i think that's where we see him his most vulnerable and i wanted to see i liked those moments i want to see that moment that's why i I go back and forth because i feel like yes we definitely could have seen the neighborhood through the window but also i wouldn't have paid attention you know what i mean i would have been looking (laughs) at like dead ass i would have been looking at Colin Farrell and his redheaded secretary. His redheaded paperweight. Is that yes, what? that's what he says. Yeah. So Ooh, and I, that was I, a rough burn. <laughs> but I, it would have only been through the second watch, and probably Rashawn telling me like, "Look at the look through the window, <laughs> look," and I would be like, "Oh, okay, I get it." But so I I get it. It's like it's a very important conversation, and it kind of seems like this guy is having these champagne problems while he just came from like the worst of the worst neighborhoods yeah and even Mm -hmm. though he's having these problems he still gets to sleep in a warm bed with three to five different meals and has a fucking basement full of money you know what i mean so i i totally get it that's where i like i can't say i hate the shot because i respect it but like i said i think my qualm with it is like i just don't know if it fits for me because both things happening, I think, are very important. The conversation, Colin Farrell's happening is important, and and the landscape changing happening is important. And I think this again might be too film school and me analyzing it too much. But sorry, I like the movie. That's what I'm gonna do. Because <laughs> I think Stephen Queen 
actively putting Colin Farrell's conversation on the back burner is sort of saying that like like this perfect phrasing, Mella, he's got these champagne problems, but what's more important is the institutionalized boot that this family has had on these projects for so long. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing him come from this, this, this system that we find out later is rigged, like this minority women owning businesses system that he is touting around and said he's going to make 14 more of, we find out later is hurting more than it's helping almost. Yeah. And so it's, it's the choice to choose that the problems that this family and Colin Farrell is creating for this neighborhood that you're seeing are more important than this whiny little twats issues about his, his redheaded paperweight sleeping with a black guy. Yeah. It's also, it is all that because you gradually move away from the 18th ward to his neighborhood. And then as the camera moves, you see that he has a black driver and you're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, come on. Like shut, shut the hell up while Mm -hmm. he has these inappropriate questions in the back seat. Right. But it's also just, it's the, theme of the movie in one shot and it's like a really nice bit of foreshadowing because you don't know at that point that his house is where the plans are Mm -hmm. that was a good reveal too and so it's it's all neatly tucked away in like this three minute shot that is very very showy He's basically saying, look what I can do. And it's, he does it really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sean Bobbitt, the cinematographer. I, I mean, the movie's just immaculately shot, I think. But yeah, I like I like a little peacocking sometimes. Mm. When it... So I want to keep going. I think Colin Farrell, he's like top five actors for me. I think he fucking brings it in this, mm-hmm. as always. Um, I think he crushes the Chicago accent for being an Irishman. Does he? I think so. Uh, you want to run the tape back and listen to Liam Neeson try? He gets a he he gets a little Irish sometimes. <laughs> There's a huge Irish population in Chicago too, so hey, maybe it's a little bit of a. Right. Um, Liam Neeson drowned in his attempt. Uh, <laughs> he tried. <laughs> uh, Colin Farrell had a, a very wordy part, so right. my favorite scene in the whole movie comes in the first half an hour, and I'll make another allegory that film dweebs may not like but you can suck my dick i don't care (gasps) oh my god (laughs) good lord the what i was mostly literally no one has said anything (laughs) against you at all and you're like i'm gonna fucking take you down no (laughs) that was preemptively that was preemptively to the people that might might not like the film dweebs got it those are to the film dweebs (laughs) and rashawn's a film snob he's not a film dweeb there's an important distinction pinky out The scene between Jack Mulligan and Jamal Manning at the beginning in the church, I think is incredibly reminiscent of Heat. Cop versus robber. We're not so different, you and I. Like, I... Give me two hours of that scene. I loved every fucking second of it. Whoever's in control of that conversation switches just based off of who spoke last. And you're never quite sure. Like, you walk in like, yeah... Colin Farrell's the bad guy, but I think I'm supposed to be rooting for Brian Tyree Henry, but he's got his muscle right next to him. And he like there, you leave with more questions than answers Mm -hmm. and it's acted impeccably by both of them. It's so simple and so good. (laughs) It's, it pretty much starts the domino effect of what I love about this movie is that everyone in the movie is overpowered by someone and so they feel the need to overpower another individual mm-hmm. and it kind of just like bounces back and forth from from Colin Farrell to Brian Tyre Henry who goes to Viola and threatens her who threatens Elizabeth Debicki but she can't so she threatens Cynthia Revo, but she's not having that shit and it's just like this, everyone's kind of in this tug of war of, of being in control, but nobody's in control because the fucking system. Right. Get off my soapbox. Cynthia Revo looks like she was sculpted out of bronze for yeah. this fucking mm-hmm. movie, dude. Jesus, dude. <laughs> when she's just running and jumping oh on roofs, God. like, okay. He loves when she's trying to catch the bus running. and it's... Yeah. Like Usain Bolt could never. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do. I mean, I mean, we we've mentioned her, but I mean, at the head of the ship is Viola Davis. Yeah, I think. let's 
just doing the out of three decades i think she's been doing this and this is her first lead role crazy and that's just an injustice but (laughs) you get to this movie and you see why she is who she is and she carries this film on her shoulders every second every second we haven't really talked about viola on this podcast much and she is a 98 out of 100 actor for me the two they the two points get deducted because she does this in almost every movie don't do this please just wipe your snot viola no yes when you <laughs> don't if you're wipe crying it and you're snotting just real quick no that's a real human reaction is to wipe the snot no <laughs> the moment it hits your lips and you're like no, oh. no. wipe the snot <laughs> no don't wipe it Aside from that, I can literally—I've literally never been able to poke a hole in a Viola performance, except for wiping her <laughs> That's it. She is. She jokes aside, she's fucking incredible. She's funny when she needs to be. She's heartbreaking when she needs to be. Mm-hmm. That last second of her pulling the money out of the trunk, she like she had guns that were hidden under suit jackets the whole movie. Mm-hmm. For me, the. I mean, her entire performance in this is stunning, but it's when she goes to Carrie Coon's house and the dog reacts at the door. I think it's probably two minutes. It feels like 10 of her realizing why the dog is having the reaction and seeing the flask and like knowing what's behind the door, but the, the horror of, if he is there, oh, fuck. If he's not there, that heartbreak all over. I mean, that entire scene, I think my fists were clenched the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then she picks the dog up and walks away. And I'm like, no! But that's exactly what the scene and the moment and that that character calls for. She fucking nails it. Nails it. That dog crushed it, too. Oh, so cute. <laughs> okay, here's my problem with the Don't movie. do this, Lacey. Rashawn. Yes, ma'am. What was Brian Tyree Henry doing lifting a puppy up? I know. What do you, how do you guys think, Lacey and I talked about this. Absolutely. How do, do you think there was a harness they digitally, like, do you think he was harnessed to Brian's arm? And no, I had, think you can grab dogs like that. You can. I think but they, you sh- rush. No, you can. They don't feel anything. But I think, it's like when a mother I think picks they, up. I think they inserted the yelps. audio. Yeah. I don't the think the dog time. is in pain. He was yelping, and I was going to say this, like, he was yelping from the knock at the door, and I'm like, a dog doesn't just, like, yelp and for no reason. Like, he would bark, or she would bark, but it wasn't, like, <laughs> the whole time. So I'm like, okay. Like, he picks her up and just has her, and she's whimpering, and right. I don't, and dogs wouldn't do that. Right. Have you Maybe. met our dog? <laughs> <laughs> you look at our dog, and he's like, <laughs> this is true. I hate it. I like I wince every time the dog whimpers. But I think it's to highlight how how less threatening he is than his brother. Mm. Mm. You know, he's menacing just walking in a room. He has a book in his hand. <laughs> but Jamal has to go above and beyond to threaten somebody by using an animal. And it's such a weak character moment that he's like, I can't send my brother because my brother would probably kill her. That I have to go and, and be a heavy and make sure that I get what I need. And he resorts he resorts to hurting a dog. So I thought that was just like a character moment to highlight how ineffective he could be. I get it, but family. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. like it. I know. I was reading this. This is just like a little tidbit. But I was reading that Viola hit up Steve and was like, okay, so like what wig? Or what hair piece do you want me to have for the character? And he was like, your own hair? And mm. she was just like super taken aback. And you know how I feel about wigs on black people in cinema. <laughs> it's always trifling. And it's something that like I noticed, but also maybe somebody else, like you're not thinking of wigs and makeup like I do, but I was like, oh my God, this whole time, you know, we see her in the bed and it's not perfectly done. It's all natural. And there's something about just like seeing a dark black woman with natural hair in the whole movie and her being the main 
character is just like, Mwah. thank you. She gets to do everything. She gets to be sexual. She gets to be strong, vulnerable, mm-hmm. tough. She's an asshole at one point, you know. She has the best outfits. Like, can we talk mm. about those? Yeah, the suits, man. Like, she's showing up to Drip. a diner that probably has a five ninety nine combo. And she's like, I'm ready in my gold earrings and my little evening gown. Like, what? <laughs> I've not seen a lot of Michelle Rodriguez. I, I think I've literally only seen her in Fast and the Furious. And she was really good in this. I thought she just was so, like you said, toned down. I, I love the fact that she got her shot back in the end and you just see her kids knocking shit over <laughs> like fuck it and that whole scene between her and her mother-in-law i mean i think she maybe says five words throughout that whole scene and she just has to take the emotional brunt of her mother-in-law in that moment and it is it's brutal and she does a really beautiful job of it there's anger, there's pain, there's everything in it. Yeah, I turned to Rashawn, I was like, did you get any of that? And he was like, his blood is on your hands. And I was like, she says so much that is pretty terrible. But that final line that everybody gets, whether you speak Spanish or not, a fucking dagger. Mm-hmm. And like you said, she just sits there and is like, all right, bitch. <laughs> Here's your fucking appetizers. <laughs> right. Here's your cake. She almost didn't, she said no a few times, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what old Hollywood did. It's like it took really fucking solid good actors and put them in every role, no matter how big and how small. And we don't see that as often done well. And this movie does that so perfectly. Like everyone down to the two to three liners are spot on perfect that's something i like about john bernthal too is like he'll take a role like this he'll also be the punisher his role in wind river like if it's good for the movie he'll he'll take the like two scene part that is integral to the plot or character development yeah i mean that scene with him the two of them at the table is just disgusting and heartbreaking and the way he just like pokes her face and then tells her to cover it up because it makes him feel bad. Like yeah. it gives it gives Alice's entire backstory in one scene because he plays such a despicable douchebag. Yeah, Jackie so, Weaver. Jackie Weaver, which He's plays so Alice's good. mom. So small part, so good. Again, it's the same thing. Like you get this whole backstory from Alice's from a from her mom's point of view. I guess you could say. Where it's like her mom always tried to be there for her and maybe she's not the best mother, but she still loves you. Yeah. And that somehow makes pushing her to be a sugar baby a touching moment, but it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I just want you to go to college. So full. All right, you guys. This was pleasant and low key. We surprise you every time. We do. I didn't think anyone was going to outright dislike it, except I think thought i knew carmella disliked it but i really yeah. thought josh was gonna when i watched it last night i was like i feel like this is this is a josh yeah appetizer this is the appetizer the entree and the dessert bitch <laughs> please if you've listened to this whole thing and we spoiled the movie for you still go watch it because mm-hmm. it's, it's the performance is it's worth, worth it. it well worth your time um also watch all of steve mcqueen's stuff Shame, 12 Years a Slave. His entire anthology is now on Amazon, especially Lover's Rock. It's just mm, dynamite. Go check it out. We love Steve McQueen. Do you guys want to play a game? Always. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play a game. All right, everyone. Gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on, this game is called um five four three two one bounty hunter oh (laughs) okay trademark (laughs) i am going to give you a brief description of a film about a heist or a robbery or forget it I will use some of the stars in the movie. Sometimes I won't. 
and you just need to tell me the name of the movie. Bet. Okay. Mello, let's sit back. This is a okay, Josh I'll be game. right here. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I tried to be fair and, and spread it across, but these are all films about heists in one way or another. Okay. Cool. That that's some of them are going to be sneaky, and we're going to get mad. I know it. Yes. First question. In this movie, Angelina Jolie steals cars. Josh. Cars. 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 No. no, I didn't. No, I wasn't saying Cars the movie. <laughs> I was I, by Pixar's Cars. I was confused. Pixar's. I was trying to think of a movie she steals cars. That wasn't my answer. Lightning McQueen. No one called. You didn't even raise your hand. You were just talking. Yes, she said Josh. <laughs> oh, I did. Say you Josh. did. But I was Lacey. too deep in thought because at first I was like, it may be this one, but I think it's a trick. Yeah. Fine, go Lacey. Is go it? Lacey. It's a trick. Is that girl interrupted? No. Why do I even try? Huh. I thought this was an easy one. I apologize. <laughs> Mello, you want to guess? Mr. and Mrs. Smith? The correct answer, which I thought this was a gimme, was Gone in 60 Seconds. Never seen it. I haven't it. seen that one in, <laughs> since I was a babe. As was I. I wasn't even born. Okay. All right. <laughs> Zero <laughs> points on the fail. board. <laughs> Nobody's seen that. She has white dreads. Okay. I'm fine. feeling better. I, okay. I saw that like when I was fucking five. <laughs> she has white dreads? What? She definitely has like platinum blonde hair. Okay. In this movie, a man with a scorpion jacket happens upon a bag of $1 million. Josh. Drive. That is correct. Mm. Ryan the Goss. Geese Riesling. In this movie, two friends drag a vault down a highway. Mella? I'm just going to go with Tower Heist. <laughs> what? <laughs> this that is, is incorrect. This has got to be like a comedy. I guess nobody has seen this either. Oh, I'm, I'm very bad at this week's game. <laughs> no, what is it? The correct answer is Fast Five. Oh, I haven't seen any of the Fast movies. Fast Five is dope as fuck. Is that Charlize's? No, she doesn't show up till Fast Eight. Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen a single Fast movie. What? I would definitely watch Fast Five. Is it because you work at Universal? It's because they look like garbage. But they're fun garbage. They're not. I mean, yes, but Fast Five is actually like a really fucking good movie. What if I don't want to watch Fast 1 through 4? Do I still have to watch those if I want to watch Fast 5? No. Mm, they'll, they'll, I get the gist of it. They'll catch yeah. you up. Yeah. yeah it's fine. Vin Diesel saying family a bunch. And then... Definitely recommend Fast 5. In this movie, Marley Shelton robs a supermarket. Hint, as a cheerleader. No fucking way. Again? Oh, Mella? Fuck, fuck. Hold on. I pro- Sugar and spice in every... That is Sugar correct. Spice. Sugar and Spice. <laughs> Cheerleaders kick. Bah. Another one. I haven't seen it. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> Am I winning? <laughs> you, uh, you are tied with Josh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go make a drink. I'll catch you guys in 20 minutes. <laughs> in this movie, a group of friends escape from a daycare. Slightly misleading. Josh. Rugrats the movie. Okay, I thought it was I think that. I might. I did I might too, 100%. Is it? Don't. Would it, either of the ladies like to guess? Daddy daycare. No. <laughs> no. Baby's day out. Is it? Is it? Is it the breakfast club? It's not a daycare. He said slightly misleading. It's because they're babies. It is because they are toys. You okay? Toy Story Three. That is Toy Story Three. Damn. All right. That's good. They do plan a heist. Um, in this movie, Samuel L. Jackson comes into ownership of a briefcase. Lacey. Pulp Fiction. That is correct. Hey. Oh, these last three might. Cater to Josh. I'm so sorry. In this movie, a jewel thief happens upon a suit. A, su- a 
jewel thief happens upon a suit. The suit is is what's throwing me, and I know. Wait, don't tell me the answer. You're gonna have to see for a while. I don't know. I'm pretty. Sure. Uh, yes, Mella. Invisible man. That is close for certain reasons, but no, that isn't. That's what I was gonna say. I don't know if Mella has seen this. Pretty sure not. Lacey by association proximity has seen it. Don't fucking tell me the answer. Okay. Don't tell me the answer. I'm not. Jewel thief. I have a random guess and I'm scared and it might not be a- accurate. Ant-Man. Oh my god. What? Nah. Never seen the guy. Yeah, I know. I knew the suit. I was trying to figure out what suit because I knew it was it was it wasn't no tailor-made suit. <laughs> what is by why is why was that close? Well, like there's a science built Uh-oh. suit. Oh. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, is Elizabeth Moss in it? I know. Rattling through the cast. Not my best game, friends. All right. Um, (laughs) In this movie, people try to steal the Declaration of Independence. Josh. (laughs) I can only think of Nick Cage because of the memes. Wait. Lacey. National Treasure. I kept thinking of it, and all I can think of is I kept thinking of Nick Cage is gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I could only think of Nick Cage. All right, uh, Carmela, you're out. What? You put up a great fight, but we are down to the last question, and it is a tie between husband and wife. Ooh, happy Valentine's oh. Day! Mwah. Okay, whoever wins. They uh, have to get the dreads from Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> Absolutely. Whoever wins or loses wins. It's a look. Uh-huh. It's a look that'll get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> in this movie, a movie star tries to steal a $150 million necklace. Lacey. Ocean's 12? <sighs> no. Oh, it's later. It's a different one. It is. It's a different one. I don't know. It's the is one it with the eight? women. It is Ocean's 8. That is correct. Is it the one with the was, women? Yes. Yeah. Ocean's 8. I was panicking because I didn't know which Ocean's it was because I couldn't remember who's a movie star in the... Sandra's not a movie star in the movie. I just... Okay, got it. Yeah. Congratulations, Josh. Thanks. Uh... <laughs> wow. Cool. <laughs> Send a pic when you get the dreads. <laughs> That just feels like more punishment for me. That doesn't feel like a reward for anyone. You could have prevented this, Lacey, if you had won. Uh. And now we have Dread Josh. (laughs) Dread Josh. Oh, they're not dreads. They are the same twists that Missy has in Bring It On. White dreads. Right. There was like this whole time where like, People did this hairstyle, but only in movies that I don't know where it came Yeah, I don't from. think I ever saw it in real life. Never. Never, never met a human being no. that had it. Congrats, Josh. Um, send pics. <laughs> don't. <laughs> in conclusion, we are all fans to a certain degree of Steve McQueen's Widows. We think it's a fantastic showcase, finally, for Viola Davis. Everyone in the movie is on their A game. Maybe we would take a few take a few minutes off off the runtime, but overall we all had a great time and we love Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Kaluuya and Viola Davis and every motherfucker in this motherfucking <laughs> movie. For real though. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation where we connect an actor from this week's film to an actor from next week's film. So, who can find the fastest connection between Viola Davis and Megan Fox? Dude. Dude. (laughs) Why can I not think of, like, anything right now? Oh, I don't know if this is real. (laughs) Oh, no. Do it. No, 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 no. Try it. No. Because I, I don't think it's real. <laughs> I believe in you. No, it's not real. There's no way. Got it. I got it. I remembered. I remembered because it's a Rihanna song. 
Viola Davis was in Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf, who was in Transformers. Fuck, that's what I was trying to do. Oh my god, you love Disturbia. I know. I I don't remember Viola Davis in that. To my point. Damn it. She's the cop. She's like she's played a cop so many times. I was trying to go to Birds of Prey for Suicide Squad. I mean, so was I. That's what I was trying to do. And I'm like, the help. Like I, I was all over the place. I was, yeah, I was trying to go to Will Smith and Suicide Squad. Shouts out to Rihanna for helping me get that one. Yes, Ri. Where is the album? Take us okay. home, Daddy. Congrats, Joshua. Joshua Just sweeping the app. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you liked, subscribed. Please go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love the feedback. It helps us immensely. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at WhenCinephilesAttack at gmail.com. From Rashawn, Mella, Josh, and Lacey. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys, and we will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. Deuces. <laughs>